This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. What I want to do for you right now is coming from our home into your home, I would like to have just a short devotion with you about the blessings that you can personally receive from studying Bible prophecy yourself. I think it's interesting to know that over one-fourth of the Bible is, in fact, Bible prophecy. And God the Holy Spirit has put Bible prophecy in our hands through the Word for a purpose. And I believe that it's a complicated subject, and you will probably agree with that. And it takes diligent time to study. But if you apply yourself, you would be amazed to know the truths of God's Word concerning this great subject. Now, I want to share with you this morning, real quickly, four blessings that you can receive from studying Bible prophecy. If you have your Bible in your hand, I want to encourage you to look at these verses with me. So take a minute and turn to Revelation chapter 1 and verse number 3. The first thing that I would like to share with you in the form of a blessing from studying Bible prophecy is this, that studying this incredible subject will lead you to a spirit of praise. And that's something that I want to encourage every member of Buford Road Baptist Church to be plugged into in this brand new year, 2017. This world is filled with negativity and uh, sour lemons and sour grapes. People complain over nothing this day and time. Maybe you know people that unfortunately you have to work with or you associate with to do absolutely nothing but complain. You hang around those kinds of people long enough, unfortunately it will wear off on you and you'll develop a spirit of complaining yourself. But here's the thing that I want you to understand. When you study Bible prophecy, it will lead you to a spirit of praise. And that's something that every born-again believer ought to incorporate into their life. God inhabits our praise. We're taught over and over in the Word of God to praise the Lord. Some people praise the Lord in a song. Some people praise the Lord by waving their hand. And by the way, there's nothing wrong in doing that. Nothing wrong with shouting and giving the Lord Jesus the honor and the glory. But here's the thing. Praise, when you study the prophecy, teachings in the word, it will lead you to a spirit of praise. Revelation 1.3. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. Well, the time is at hand. One of the most criticized things about Bible prophecy is this passage of Scripture right here, where the Word of God says, for the time is at hand. People have been asking the question for hundreds of years, where is he and the promise of his coming? Well, let me assure you of one thing. After the Lord Jesus was crucified on the cross, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus took his body down from that cross. According to the word of God, his disciples wrapped him in a low and myrrh, placed him in a borrowed tomb. Three days later, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, was gloriously resurrected from the dead. And the Bible says after his resurrection, he publicly showed himself alive into the city among many of his disciples and many of his friends, people saw him. On the 40th day after his resurrection, 
he assembled his disciples together to the place called the Mount of Olives. And there on the Mount of Olives, Jesus began to give them what is called the Great Commission. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, whatsoever things I've commanded you. And he said, lo, I'm with you always, even unto the ends of the world. After Jesus spoke those words, the Bible says he began to ascend back to heaven. While he was ascending, there was an angel who appeared on the scene and he looked into the eyes of the Lord's disciples and he could see a spirit of worry and fear upon their face. And the angel of the Lord said, don't be afraid. This same Jesus, which you see taken from you, shall come again in like manner as you've seen him go. Prior to this, Jesus gave these words to his disciples. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. Here's the thing that I want you to know, and here's where the praise comes in. Jesus said, if I go, which he did, he said, I will come again. And so that's something in itself when you study Bible prophecy, when you understand the second coming of Jesus Christ is indeed a reality. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a nursery rhyme. It's not just a good thought. It's the blessed hope. It's the promise of Jesus. He said, if I go, and he did, he said, I will come again. And the thing that I want to encourage you to take note of today is this, that the integrity of God rests upon that promise. Jesus said he was coming again. And so Bible prophecy, understanding that element of prophecy will lead you to a spirit of praise. I was thinking about this. This week, and perhaps you have thought about it yourself, especially what happened in the Fort Lauderdale airport. People going on vacation and returning from vacation, meeting family members who have come in from across America, a day that was supposed to be happy and fun. And something horrific as this man that came in and killed these people and changed everybody's life forever. The thing is, that not only happens once in a while. Unfortunately, the world that we live in today is submerged with violence and terrorism. You think about that. But in spite of it all, it doesn't take much to hear about it. You can turn on your TV. You can pick up your newspaper. You can watch it on the Internet. It seems like it's going around every day, all day, all over the world. But here's the thing that we can praise the Lord and thank him for. In spite of it all, God still has a plan and he still has a purpose for us. And when you study Bible prophecy, you can say this. Yes, it's bad. Yes, it's worse than yesterday. But God's word, studying Bible prophecy, teaches us that there's a brighter day ahead. And so, number one, when you study prophecy, it will lead you to a spirit of praise.
The second thing that I want you to learn and know as we lay the foundation for our annual Bible prophecy series coming up next Sunday is this. Bible prophecy will help you to realize that the sufficiency that we have in this life will cease. I want you to think about that. I don't care what people think. They think that they can work all of life's problems out themselves. They trust in the government. They trust in programs. But let me assure you of this, that all the sufficiency that we have in this life will come to an end. And if you still have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter 8 and look at verse number 18. Let me give you just a minute to find that. We have to come to grips as believers that our sufficiency is not in ourselves and it's not in this life. Our sufficiency, our total dependency relies upon God. I love that old song that says, I need thee every hour. And how true that is, there will never come a point and a time and a place in your life where none of us will not need God. We do need him. Now here's the verse. In Romans 8, verse number 18, the Apostle Paul said, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That means that through studying Bible prophecy, we have the assurance that God is not through with us. Now you think with me just for a moment. When we recognize the unbelievable promise and blessing that we see in the scripture of John 3.16, one of the most elementary scriptures in all of the Bible, probably the first that you memorized as a child. But when you think about this, for God so loved the world, that means every single one of us, red, yellow, black, and white, it doesn't matter. In fact, God doesn't see the color, he sees the soul. Every soul matters to him, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's the greatest gift of all. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. And by the way, that leads me to reiterate. God said, whosoever believes in Jesus. I don't care what the political correctness of this world is today. There are not many paths to God. Jesus is not one of the paths to God. In fact, if you're trusting in any other thing but Jesus, friend, you will not make heaven. Jesus didn't say he was a better way. He was another way. He was the alternate way. He didn't even say he was the good way. Jesus said, I am the way. And no man comes to the Father but by me. And so when God said, I'm going to love this world, I'm going to give my son, and whosoever believes in him, no one else, no other way, but whosoever believes in him should not have, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And here's what I want you to think about. God's greatest gift, the greatest privilege that you and I have on this earth is to know God. To be able to come into his presence, to receive him through his son, to call Jesus our savior, to call God our Abba Father. There's no greater gift there's no greater privilege in all of the world than to know God, to know him and the power of his resurrection. But here's the real neat thing. 
God not only loved us enough to want to send Jesus, his only son, to die for us, but here's the real neat thing. He loves us enough where he wants to spend eternity with us. Friend, that's amazing. The sufficiency that we have in this life will cease. This prophecy will help us to know that God's not finished with us. It wasn't just trust Jesus, my son, to be your savior, and I hope you make heaven. That's not what he said. This prophecy helps us to be reassured that God is not finished with us and he has a divine purpose still yet remaining in our lives to come. I want you to think with me just for a moment. The tragedies of this earth, thank God, will all one day come to an end and we will be eternally basking in the sunlight of the triumphs of heaven. The third thing that I want you to know about understanding Bible prophecy is this. Prophecy will help us to know that God intends to bring justice to this world. This world today is living life with no accountability in their own means and measures. Whatever feels good, do it. And in the course of that, the world is hurting and suffering. But in spite of what this world by large believes, God intends to bring justice to it one day. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse number 5, and if you're taking time to turn to those scriptures, I want you to find that place in the Word. The Bible says this, Therefore, judge nothing before the time. You see, judgment is of God. And I can assure you that every blasphemer, every God rejecter, every Bible silencer will one day come into judgment. According to the word of God, therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. You think about that. And then shall every man have praise of God. So it doesn't matter really what this world thinks and says and does. There's a brighter day ahead. And according to the word of God, God is going to bring it all to justice. Thank God for that. In fact, we're going to be studying one of the sermons in our Bible prophecy series is the judgment seat of Christ. I want to remind you this morning as a believer that the judgment seat of Christ takes place immediately after the rapture. We will not be judged for sin at this particular judgment. Sin was judged at the cross. But we will give an account for the things done in our body, whether they were good or bad, where our works will be tried by fire, and there we will receive a crown, a reward. Whether our works were done for the glory of God, or whether they were done just for fleshly human consumption. But I want to emphasize something here. The judgment seat of Christ is not the judgment for the believer. There is coming a judgment 
for the unbeliever, which is called the great white throne. This is not uh, a collective judgment where we will all be together. Two separate judgments. We're going to be talking about that. The judgment of the great white throne. Here's the thing that I want you to understand about God bringing justice to this world. It means this. That sinful, ruthless, cruel, hateful men of this world will not have the last word. They will not have the last say. God in prophecy assures us that he indeed is going to bring justice to this world. Now, number four, and the last point this morning. Prophecy will help you to become more focused and intent as a prayer warrior. How much time do you spend in prayer every day? I believe prayer is the greatest resource that we have available on this earth. God's word says, call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. The last scripture that I would like for you to look at this morning is in Revelation chapter 22 and verse number 20. And uh, this prophecy, as we study it, I believe will help you to become a more intent prayer warrior. And I want to encourage you, if you are a member of Buford Road Baptist Church, to spend more time in prayer. I love our Wednesday night service. By the way, on Wednesday nights now, we have started a brand new series that's entitled Meeting God in the Garden. And uh, this coming Wednesday night, we will be in uh, the teaching number five. We've got four lessons behind us. But I love this study. It's an incredible study. And I encourage you to come and participate in this. People are telling me everywhere how much they are enjoying it and how a blessing is becoming to them. But one of the things about Buford Road Baptist Church on Wednesday night, after our Bible study, our church gets in a prayer circle. And uh, before we say amen and go home, we take time, pass the microphone around, and let everyone in that prayer circle who would like to, to share just for a moment, how we can better pray for them. They share the prayer requests that they have, not only for themselves, but for loved ones. And so prayer, is, it's very important. And I want to encourage you today as a member of Buford Road Baptist Church to dedicate 2017 to be more of an intentful prayer warrior. I want to encourage you to spend time in the Word of God and spend time praying. But one of the blessings of studying Bible prophecy, it will help us to become just that, a better prayer word. Now here's the scripture in Revelation 22, verse 20. He which testifieth these things saith, it's one of the last prayers of the Bible, surely I come quickly, Jesus said, amen. And here's what you and I need to pray for. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Now, let me ask you this. What are the special requests that you have on your heart today? What are you praying for the most? What do you desire the most? The Bible says, trust in the Lord and do good, and so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. Psalms 37, verse 3 through 5. Now he said this. 
He would give us the desires of our heart. What do you desire today? What is the greatest desire of your life? Do you desire for the lost loved ones in your family to be saved? Think about that. When you think about the lost loved ones in your family, do you have to think very long? Maybe immediately a son, a daughter, a mother, a father, somebody instantly comes to your mind. Maybe you want to pray that you will be physically healed, that you'll feel better physically in this next year. Maybe emotionally. Maybe there's something that's caused you to be depressed that has train wrecked your emotions. Maybe you want to pray God encourages your heart, lifts your spirit. Maybe as you think about this next new year, something that I could get you enthused about praying for is the peace of Jerusalem. My heart is saddened over some recent decisions of our government towards Israel. And I know you are as well. One of the greatest prayers in the Bible is this. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's God's holy city. And the word of God teaches us to love the Jewish people. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. So I would encourage you this morning as we study Bible prophecy, it's going to help you to become a more intent prayer warrior. Pray for souls. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for God's will to be done in your life. Do you know what that is? Maybe you're still searching. Maybe you closed out 2016 and you still don't have that clear, peaceful direction of God. You still feel you don't know exactly what it is God wants you to do. Let me encourage you to make that a matter of prayer. God, show me the way. Show me your will. Show me what you would have me to do in 2017. Equip me for your service that I might bring honor and glory to your name. And most of all, let me encourage you to pray for the Lord's return. That last prayer in the Bible says, Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.